Hello, and welcome to Breast Cancer Conversations, a podcast brought to you by survivingbreastcancer.org. I'm Laura Carfing, breast cancer survivor and founder of survivingbreastcancer.org, a nonprofit organization providing community, education, and resources to empower those diagnosed with breast cancer and their caregivers from day one and beyond. In today's episode, I'm going to share a story about survivor's remorse. Not only the first time that I experienced it, but I'm going to read quotes from other women who have been there. Welcome to the conversation. I am here to share my experience with survivor's remorse. I'm not sure if it's a term that you have heard before, depending on where you are in your, in your journey, your own personal experience of managing breast cancer. But this is something that's very new to me, and I thought I would just share a very uncut, real interpretation of what I'm going through right now. For the very first time, I have experienced what I'm terming and right here in the community being termed as survivor's remorse. I don't even have um, a definition of what survivor's remorse is. I would say it could be that guilty feeling of being alive, that guilty feeling that you're making it, that you're doing well while others around you are not. And this really happened to me actually a couple weeks ago when I was going in for my second six-month mammogram. And I don't know what it was. This was the very first time I didn't have major anxiety. That anxiety you get before you go in to get all of these tests done, scans done and everything because you know, we've been there. We went through these tests where they have actually come back and they have found cancer. So of course we're going to be horrified. Of course we're going to be scared, anxious, unable to sleep, perhaps maybe unable to eat a couple days leading up to all of these tests. I think that is incredibly normal and natural. This feeling of survivor's remorse was not something I was anticipating, which is why I definitely want to talk about it here on the show today. So here I am in the morning getting ready to go in for a routine mammogram, six months since my last one. And I didn't have scanxiety. I was not that nervous. If anything, I was so preoccupied with other things happening in my life that I just couldn't wait to go in, have these x-rays done with the mammogram, be told I'm fine, and move on with my day. That is how busy I felt. And my mind was not even thinking cancer. I actually felt like they're not going to find anything in my breast. It's impossible. I really wasn't that nervous going in for this mammogram for the first time in my life. Um, But I'm sitting around in the waiting room, and maybe you can relate to this. Everyone is fidgety. Everyone's kind of like fidgeting their feet, scrolling on their iPhones. No one's making eye contact. If anything, we're all looking down on the floor, not wanting to acknowledge that we're all kind of in this space together. I did see a mother and a daughter, and this is also very interesting because I couldn't tell who was coming in for their mammogram. Was the daughter here accompanying her mother? Was the mother accompanying her daughter for some follow-up testing? As I was looking around the room, there were just so many questions swirling around my head. Today, I do want to talk about survivor's remorse and this feeling that I had where I feel really good about myself in terms of my self-confidence, in terms of my health, in terms of um, just feeling well. Maybe you're catching me on a good day because I definitely have the anxiety and the depression days too, but I felt pretty good. When I just posed the question out there, does anyone else experience survivor's remorse? 
These are the comments that came flooding in. I'm going to read them and keep the names anonymous. I do. It used to really bother me. I always feel like I'm wasting my oncologist's time because my cancer was the least aggressive. I did not need chemo or radiation because I had a double mastectomy. I contemplate stopping tamoxifen from time to time, but then I think about my 16-year-old son and my husband, and by any chance my cancer did spread, I wouldn't want to put them through anymore. A woman who I knew, who helped me when I was first diagnosed, she just passed away three days ago. She did not do any other kind of post-mastectomy treatment, and her cancer ended up metastasizing. I wonder if her life would have turned out differently. Yes, I didn't want to ring the bell when I finished chemo. I knew there were people in there who would never get to finish, and some were trying to sleep during their treatments. They would have had chemo for the rest of their lives. I knew four infusions of chemo are kid stuff. Most everyone had more. I do not claim cancer. I treat it aggressively. I have a great prognosis, oncotype DX less than 10, but none of that equals 0%. I am afraid if I speak too much about beating cancer, I will have a recurrence. Cancer brings us so close to the edge, we never want to go back. And we have super respect for those who can never leave that edge. Our stage for thrivers, sisters, and brothers, and for those newly diagnosed. Yes, I'm in a stage 4 support group. I feel it every time another person in my group with stage 4 dies. It's hard to articulate it at times, but it's real. Yes, big-time survivor's remorse. I lost three friends since I was diagnosed. I'm a six-year survivor. I guess I'm looking for a purpose in all of this mess. I have the same issues. A local first aid did a benefit for me and another woman that was going through the same situation. The other woman passed away shortly after the benefit. I also made friends with another wonderful woman. She befriended me when I was going through my cancer. I was told there are no evidence of disease and she found out that hers had returned. I do, especially during chemo. I didn't throw up, ever. I haven't during this entire time since diagnosis. It wasn't easy, but I feel bad because I didn't throw up. Is that weird? I feel bad because my treatment hasn't been a financial drain. I have good health insurance and don't pay more than 3000 annually out of pocket. I feel bad going to work when others can't. It's an odd feeling to have. I don't know how to let it go. Yes, I do. I finished my last chemo the same day my sister was starting her first. She was healthy her whole life. And she always took good care of everyone. She has since passed away. I still wonder why her and not me. None of us can help the kind of cancer we get. It seems very unfair that young mothers get it in their 30s and don't get to see their babies to adulthood while others battle it and live to an old age. I felt so lucky that my kids were grown and self-sufficient before I got diagnosed with cancer. I find it odd how people think you should be happy that it's gone and you forget all about it. They don't understand that there's always the fear it will come back. Yes, I gave myself a hard time about being so freaked out over a cancer and pondered a long time why the C word strikes such fear in one's heart. It is traumatizing. I feel bad when I hear someone has to go through chemo and I got to stop after radiation. Or when someone tested positive for an oncogene mutation and has to have their ovaries removed, I didn't have to. I think everyone has their own set of factors. 
A facilitator of my support group always said that a diagnosis of cancer is a trauma diagnosis, and you are allowed to have your feelings about it without belittling your experience. We are all traumatized by the disease, and we are allowed to be. We try and keep things incredibly positive, and it's very sad to hear all of these stories of being diagnosed, of recurrence, living in fear of reoccurrence. If it reoccurs, and depending on the staging, living in fear and constantly wondering what if. But I share this with all of you because this is the reality. These feelings are normal, and I want to let you know and remind you that this is our community at survivingbreastcancer.org. This is why we have breast cancer conversations. Even the tough conversations sometimes have to be acknowledged and addressed. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, everyone, for listening to our show. I would like to acknowledge that all of the information on our podcast are from personal experiences and are not a substitute for professional medical advice. You should always contact your medical care team. If you're looking for specific topics or would like to be a guest on our show, please feel free to reach out to me. My email is laura at survivingbreastcancer.org. Until next time, keep on thriving.